Hallelujah. You know, uh, I don't know when it was. Pastor Rhonda, by the way, is out doing a guardian class. Um, and so I don't remember where we were praying. I know where we were praying. I don't remember when it was. We go away to pray. And I remember praying this out. You know, I pray in the Holy Ghost and I pray things out. And uh, I remember the Lord kept emphasizing to me, tell them who I am and tell them what I've done. Tell them, you know, sometimes um, ministers and church, and you, you can get so far away from the main thing. And let's let the main thing be the main thing. And Jesus is not just the main thing. He's the only thing. Without him, there's no reason for us to gather. Without that he died on a cross and without the fact that he rose from the grave, without him, he w there's no reason to gather. He's the word made flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, he decided to go to the cross and he has been raised from the dead and he's alive. And so can I get somebody to shout Jesus? And so I want to talk to you first of all about his name. And so, you know, Yeshua, uh, Jesus, it's similar to Joshua, but we call him Jesus, and there's power in that name. But it's not just an ordinary name. Number one, we have to know that that name was on purpose and it was given to him. And so let's do a little Christmas. Luke chapter 1, verse 31. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb the angel talking to Mary, and you're going to bring forth a, a son, and you will call his name Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. So on purpose, you're going to call his name Jesus. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. It wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name. He's been given a name on purpose, which is above every name. Verse 10. It says that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every knee. So there's coming a time when every knee is going to bow. There, if you and I have already bowed our knee, we've already done it. But I guarantee you that everyone that's ever been alive, they will bow their knee. They will bow their knee to Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Everyone, aren't you grateful that uh, you've bowed your knee? What do I mean by that? You've, you've made him Savior. You've made him not just Savior, but you've bowed your knee and you've called him Lord. In other words, Lord, meaning you're in charge of my life. Is Jesus in charge of your life? Have you bowed your knee? It says of things in heaven. So that's all the angels. That's everybody in heaven. They bow their knee. Things on the earth. That's us currently. Amen. And then things under the earth. That has to do with demons or any, anything like that. Everybody's got to bow to their knee to the name of Jesus. They either have bowed or they will bow. Amen. To that name. It's a name that's above every name. So that name was bestowed upon him. That name was given to him. And there's something about that name. There's something about Jesus that changes the atmosphere. There's something about that name because it was given to him by God the Father. It was given to him for this, his earthly ministry and forever is. And he is always and shall be the word of God. But because he's now in a physical form, he is always known as Jesus. He's the Lamb of God. He's the only begotten one. He's the first. He's the last. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the healer. He's the provider. He is our all in all. 
Amen. That name, when you mention that name, you know, in, in our society today, nobody minds if you say, God bless you. They don't care. But, but I double dog dare you to change your God bless you to Jesus bless you. That name will either evoke glory and honor or it'll evoke irritation. He'll either be a cornerstone, good name for a church, or a stumbling stone. Come on, aren't you grateful you made him your cornerstone? What is that? I can, you got to have a cornerstone so you can build your life. But what's a stumbling stone? Well, you, you trip over it. So you either got to make him a foundation or you're going to keep tripping over it. But Jesus is who he says that he is. And his name is so powerful because it was bestowed upon him. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 4. Hebrews 1 4. Being made so much better than the angels as he is by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. So he got his name by inheritance. His name is above every name. His name is above the angels. Uh, He's been that name he inherited. And then I like this one. Uh, Jesus got his name by conquest. Let's look at the, uh, Colossians 2.15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21, it says that he's far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So because Jesus died on a cross, went into hell, destroyed the works of the devil, he's been given his name. His name is above every principality. You know, sometimes in our uh, uh, Pentecost, spirit-filled, charismatic word, whatever you call that today, it doesn't matter. But this is the deal. Sometimes in teaching about our authority over the devil, somehow the devil gets lifted up. And you got to be careful of that. You know, I see Christians and they're doing it again. You know, every demon has a name and we got to cast out the demon and they become very demon conscious. I got good news for you. You serve somebody and he lives in you that has been seated far above. Come on, everybody say far above. Far above what? Well, I don't care what the principality is. I don't care what the power is. I don't care what the might is. I don't care what the dominion is. But you know how we as human beings, we try to name everything. Well, I got good news. The name of Jesus is above it. I said the name of Jesus is above it. I said the name of Jesus is above it. Why? Because he's been seated far above. And if you've been raised together with him, you are in him and you are seated far above. There's no reason to be sad today. There's no reason to be mad today. There's no reason to be down today. And really, how you can tell by people's attitude where they're at is where they're seated. If you're seated down here on the earth and this is all you talk about and this is all you think about, you're going to get gloomy. You're going to get sad. But if you'll sit in your heavenly seat in Christ Jesus, knowing that you've got a name that is above every name. And Jesus was given that name by the Father. Jesus earned that name by inheritance. And Jesus made sure that name would be ever good by conquest. Thank God for the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Can I get you to shout Jesus just a minute? Come on. Are you grateful for that name? Well, let's, let's do this. Because the name and the person are inseparable. 
Because when Jesus was on the earth, and you get a lot of religious folks, and they'll say, well, yeah, Jesus did all those wonderful things when he was on the earth to prove that he was God. But we all know, you've been taught, you know, that Jesus laid aside his deity. And he didn't do any miracles until he was anointed of the Holy Ghost. When uh, John baptized him, remember, God said from heaven, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Remember, then he went into the wilderness and overcame the devil. And he came back in, in power. He came back in power and he began to do miracles. Jesus didn't heal any bird's wings when he was a child. He didn't put food on the table as a child. He didn't do anything till the Holy Ghost came on him. Amen. But there was something about, uh, as remember when he was 12 or so, he, his mom and dad lost him. Joseph and Mary lost him. And he was in the temple. Why? Because he said, I have to be about my father's business. So at a very young age, he knew who he was. I said, at a very young age, he knew who he was. He found that it was written about him. Amen. That's why he began, we see it in Luke chapter 4. That's why he began to preach about himself and say, this scripture is today fulfilled in your ears. But Jesus knew who he was. I said, Jesus knew who he was. And, and because of that, uh, I, I, want you to, I want you to think of the person of Jesus, but it wasn't all just limited to him being on the earth. Because I would agree, if Jesus did it as God on the earth, then today it's probably all over. But he didn't do it as, uh, as the son of, he didn't do it as God. He was always the son of God and he's always God. And yet he, he's, he's all God and all man. Anointed by the Holy Ghost. Why am I telling you this? Because I want you to understand that just because Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, all the things that he did when he was on the earth has not stopped. He's still doing it. And I want to show you this, that his name and himself, they're inseparable. They equally have as much power. His name. So when you say the name of Jesus, you've got a person to back it up. His name and his person are inseparable. And so it says this in Acts 8, 12. But when they believed Philip's preaching, the things concerning the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. So what was Philip the evangelist's message? He was talking about the kingdom of God, but he was also preaching on the name of Jesus who represented the person of Jesus. So he was telling them what I'm telling you today, that that name represents a person, and that name, there's still power in that name, as if, if Jesus was on the earth right now doing the same things. Everybody shout Jesus. Woo. His, he, uh, the name of Jesus. 1 John chapter 3, verse 23. And this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandments. So the epistle tells us we ought to believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Now I remind you that Christ is not Jesus' last name. Jesus is his name. Christ is his description. Jesus is his name. Christ means the anointed one. 
So Jesus the Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus the anointed one. And there's other times when, and it's not a mistake in the scripture, scripture, sometimes it says Christ Jesus, and other times it says Jesus Christ. It depends on what the Holy Ghost is emphasizing during that scripture. Sometimes he's emphasizing the anointing of Jesus, and sometimes he's emphasizing that Jesus is anointed. And there's still anointing in that name. Come on, there's still power in that name. And don't let this be too simple this morning because I believe the Lord needs us to get back to basics uh, as the body of Christ because we're going to have to learn and we need to rely on that name like never before. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus is coming for a glorious church. Jesus is coming for a powerful church. But we know that in the end, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, earthquake, famine, pestilence. You can't change that, although you can decide not to participate. You can be, come on, we're building our house on the rock, Jesus Christ. And what does that mean? That means that by the leading of the Lord, by our faith, we can miss things that are going on in the world. In other words, you can decide, even if it happens, I'm not participating in recession. Why would I do that? Because I am a tither. I am a giver. Uh, I I have been made uh, free from financial worries because I serve God. Amen. I don't have to participate in what the world is participating in. Acts chapter 4, verse number 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name. There's no other name. There's no other name. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now listen to me. It would be selfish for us as believers to keep that name to ourselves. It would be selfish of us to not tell people there is no other way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. No man can get to the Father but through me. There is not many ways to God. There's just one. It's narrow. It's so narrow, it's one way. And it would be selfish of us to keep that to ourselves. If you want to be a friend to somebody, you ought to tell them about Jesus. I said, you ought to tell them about Jesus. We can't be shy in this hour. We can't hold back in this hour. People's destinies, people's future, people's eternity depends on you and I speaking up. Amen. Amen. What did Philip preach? He preached the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus. There is a kingdom that has a king and his name is Jesus. There is an order and a way of doing things. Jesus, when he came to the earth, he preached about the kingdom of God. There's either the kingdom of God or the kingdom of the devil. There's either the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. There's either God's family or the devil's family. You and I get to choose. Blessing, cursing, life, death. Choose life. Choose God. Choose Jesus. Say, Pastor Mark, we've already all done that. I know, but you know people that haven't. And you need to get so sure of the name. You need to get so, so, again, you need to be refreshed with the name. That when, that, that number one, that God gave him that name. That he got that name by inheritance. He, by conquest, his name is powerful. And then we need to understand that when I speak that name, that name and Jesus himself are inseparable. Um, uh, it's a name to be preached. It's a name to be taught. Um, we, we have to believe on that name. 
And there is no other name. There is no other way. Come on. We have, Jesus ought to be coming off our lips, coming out of our mouth on a very regular basis. <clears throat> Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. And I do think in this hour, you know, I know God is God and I know his Father, but there's something about that name. The three are one, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But God has decided there's power in only one name, the name of Jesus. Amen. And, and the person Jesus and his name, they're inseparable. You know, um, I want to give you this. Uh, let's look at Luke chapter 9. Jesus was on the earth, and he was, Acts 10, 38 says, he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Uh, Jesus, you all know this, what did he do? I mean, he opened blind eyes and deaf ears, he raised the dead. Uh, he was multiplying food. I mean, uh, he, he, he was just blessing people. And, they, and he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And, and, and Jesus was showing everybody how good God was. And then even when he was on the earth, before his death, burial, resurrection, ascension, he did this. And I, and I want you to, I, I just find this fascinating. And I find this so interesting. In Luke chapter 9, it says, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils. How many devils? The small ones? All of them. All devils. And while you say, well, there aren't, you know, thank God we live in the United States and we're all civilized. There's still devils. Right? There's still devils. Sickness and disease has its origin in the devil. All lies have their origin in, well, some lies are okay, Pastor Mark. No. Every lie has its origin in the devil. Well, sometimes you got to lie to people. Do you? Do you? I know they teach that in public school, but do you? Well, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Well, if it saves them from hell, I might want to hurt their feelings. If I make them a little uncomfortable, when I make them think about something, I used to, when I was younger, feel sorry for it, but I don't. Because the truth of the matter is, it's only the truth. It's only the things of God that will change your life forever. Listen to me. I, I have enough going on in my own life. You've got enough going on in your own life. Uh, let's, not, let's not add more problems by going the way of the world and drawing back. Amen? Let's push in there. And so here, how much authority? He gave, the, he gave them. Now, Jesus is on the earth. He's not raised from the dead yet. And he gave them power and delegated authority is really what it is over all devils. And to do what? Cure diseases. So we got the 12. The future apostles are going to do great things for God. Uh, and even Judas is among them. And what's he doing? He said, I want you to go, uh, and literally you'll see this later, in my name. And I'm giving you power, and I'm giving you delegated authority over all the devil. And, and so you can say, all the works of the devil. And I've given you power and my name to cure diseases. Right? Amen. And he sent them to preach the kingdom. Oh, there it is again, the kingdom of God. So what's most important, the kingdom of God or the kingdoms of this earth? 
That was really weak. What's the most important thing, the kingdoms of God or the kingdoms of this earth? What should you be more focused on, the kingdom of God or the nation you live in? Period. So what does that mean, though? If I'm living out of the kingdom of God, it'll affect the nation I live in. It'll affect the city I live in. It'll affect what's going on around me. But I have to be kingdom-minded. Philip preached the kingdom and the name of Jesus. The 12 went out preaching the kingdom. What is the kingdom? It's about the king and all he's done in his kingdom. And what are the rules and the regs of the kingdom? And living in kingdom principles. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, so he says, and he sent them to preach the kingdom to heal the sick. Amen. Uh, and glory to God. So now I want you to look at this. Because it doesn't say to use his name, but I want you to see this is what he did later. And so I think the same, same happened. Luke chapter 10. So now Jesus is doing it and the 12 are doing it. So there's 13 of them doing it. And suddenly that's not enough. Jesus hasn't been raised from the dead yet. And what's going on? And so in Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, no. Uh, yeah, Luke chapter 10, verse 1. And after these things, the Lord appointed another 70. And sent them two by two before his face into every city and place whether he himself would come. So this is the crusade team. And so he divides them up. There's 35 pairs. And they're going to different villages and different towns where Jesus was going to come. And this is the crusade team before the crusade gets there. Therefore he said unto them, the harvest is great. Come on, is the harvest great today? The laborers are few. I think we're trying to change that around here at Cornerstone Word of Life Church. Amen. Are you a laborer? <laughs> Could I get the other 30,000 of you to agree with me? Are you a laborer? 30,000, that's a lot. Hallelujah. Therefore, the Lord of the harvest that he would send for the laborers, go your way. I send you forth as lambs among wolves. And then what, it, well, then what happened? Verse 17 of Luke 10. What happened? And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. Everybody say, through your name. Through your name. Through your name. So these 70, and I suppose the 12 also, what did they do? They came and they began to use in the name of Jesus. What does that mean? I've given you delegated authority to use my name. And it's just like I was there. And so when you invoke my name, everything that I am and everything that I do suddenly shows up. So when Jesus casts out demons, now you got the 12 and the 70 that in the name of Jesus, what, they can take care of that demonic mess. What happened is when someone was sick, somebody had blind eyes, deaf ears, somebody had, the, you know, the flu or the, or the COVID, what, what happened? In the name of Jesus, just like he's there, just like Jesus would do if he was there. But this is to me, this is before he went to the cross. This is before he destroyed the works of the devil. There was so much power in his name while he was just on the earth. Why? Because God the Father gave it to him. 
Because his name was bestowed upon him. Because his name was given to him by inheritance. So although two-thirds of those things were happening before he went to the cross, if two-thirds were enough to cause every demon to shut up and come out, with causing every sickness and every disease to be gone, how much more is the name of Jesus powerful today? Because he told you something, Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. And these signs will follow them that believe. Do I have believers in here? Do I have believers in here? In my name, they'll do what? They're going to cast out devils. Oh, I like this one. They shall speak with new tongues if you want to, if you think it's okay when I get around to it. Go back to 17. They shall. Believers should be filled with the Holy Ghost. I know that's not popular today on a Sunday morning, but I don't really give a flying flip. (laughs) You ought to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You ought to speak with other tongues. You need the power of God. Listen to me. If he told the first group, don't leave Jerusalem until you be endued with power on high, and that was only the beginning of the last days, It was only the beginning of the last days. How much more in the last days do you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost? Well, I don't believe everybody should get filled. Well, you you believe wrong. Somebody has fed you a line of bull. It's religion. It's not for everybody. It's absolutely for everybody. If you're born again, absolutely you should be filled with the Holy Ghost. Pastor Mark, you ought not say bull on Sunday morning. Bull, 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 bull. It's baloney. Uh, uh, it's bologna. I hate religion. Kept me out of some things for a number of years. Caused me to, to, to get messed up. There's no power in religion. There's power in the name of Jesus. They shall speak with new tongues. Verse 18. To take up serpents doesn't mean we're not any snake handlers around here. That's not what it means. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they'll do what? Hallelujah. So that's what you're supposed to do. Amen. Are you grateful for the name? How many know that if you want to exercise this power, though, okay, now where are we at? Did Jesus go to the cross? Remember Acts said, uh, not talking about King David, but talking about Jesus. What did the book of Acts say? It says, and his soul was not left in hell. What does that mean? He went there. If Jesus didn't go there, then you got to. If Jesus didn't pay, then you got to. But on the third day, on the third day, when my sins and your sins have been taken care of, when my sickness and disease and your sickness and disease was taken care of, when my poverty was taken care of and your poverty was taken care of, when, when redemption was complete, Father said to the Holy Ghost, go get him. Father said to the Holy Ghost, go get him. And the third day, the greatest display of power ever, the Bible says. Come on, the greatest display of power ever, the Bible says, when was Jesus was raised from the dead. Why? Because he wasn't just raising Jesus from the dead. He was going to raise everybody at the same time who would ever believe on him. And then Jesus was, put his blood on the mercy seat and he sat down. 
Hallelujah. And now all power and all authority has been given unto him. How did he get it? By conquest. By con- now we got three of three. Listen to me. If two of three was enough to make every demon come out, was enough for every sickness and disease to be healed, then we ought to be doing better than the 70. We ought to be doing better than the 12. Come on. You you and I ought not put up with stuff. We ought not put up with stuff. We have been given a name. We have been given a name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if you don't believe in that name, if you don't understand that name, then you're going to be at a deficit. So I pray for you that you would get a revelation of the name of Jesus. It's not a name you just add on to things like a lucky rabbit's foot. You have to have revelation of that name. You have to know who he is, how he got that name. You got to know there's power in that name. And when you know that, then you'll begin to exercise the the authority, the delegated authority that was given to you in that name. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. I want to remind you of this. Because sometimes if you let it go and you let the revelation of who he is go, then you, even though you know the truth in your mind, it's not in your heart anymore. And you're using his name or saying his name and nothing happens. Listen to me. When we speak the name of Jesus, stuff should change. When we speak the name of Jesus, stuff ought to move. When we command mountains to go, they ought to go in the name of Jesus. When we command sickness and disease to be gone, it ought to go in Jesus' name. Is it a lack of power from heaven? Is it God making up of his mind if he wants to answer that? No, it's on our end. What do we need? Well, we need a revelation of the name of Jesus. So Acts chapter 19 is a really good thing to show us um, that it's not just speaking the name of Jesus. It's believing and speaking the name of Jesus. Acts 19, 13. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had an evil spirit and the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. So we've got these guys, and um, they're vagabond Jews, they're exorcists. Uh, you know, what a great time, what an interesting job to have in that day probably. Um, I don't understand it. But anyway, um, and then, uh, you know, it says who they were, verse 14, and these were seven, seven guys one of Sceva, what a beautiful name, a Jew and a chief of the priests, which did so. So this man, Sceva, is a chief priest and his seven sons. So uh, his office, because even before Jesus, there were people with demonic problems. And I'm not trying to make light of it. I'm just saying that people were messed up and they always tried to do something to help them. And I, I, I would gather not much help. But then these seven sons, they had heard of Jesus. They must have heard Paul preaching about Jesus. They must have seen some results. But they had not given their lives to the Lord because it says this. There were seven sons of Sceva, Jew, a chief priest, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who you? In other words, you have no standing in the realm of the spirit. 
In other words, your, mean, your words mean nothing to me. I'm not obeying you because you don't know what you're talking about. So it's not enough to be a poly parrot. It's not enough to see other men and women of God and other friends and family use the name of Jesus and you try it. Well, I'm going to try this. Trying it will get you no result. Hopefully it won't be anything like this. And, and am I suggesting that you go find somebody demon-possessed and see if you believe? No, you don't go seeking after those things. And again, we're seated far above. Don't be concerned about the devil and demons and names and uh, all that kind of nonsense. You have a name that's above them. If a devil shows up, deal with it. But you don't have to go look for him. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overcame them, prevailed against them, so they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Now, I, do, I always say, you heard me say, I want to see the movie. I don't really want to see the movie on this one. I don't. I don't want to see this one. Seven guys beat up by one guy, obviously had clothes on, then they don't have clothes on, and they're wounded. That's too much. That's too much. But it goes to show you the devil will have no respect for you if you don't really know. If things aren't changing, I wouldn't just keep saying the name of Jesus. I'd go back and meditate on who he is and what he's done. I'd meditate on the fact that he's given me authority. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go ahead, Dapo. Verse 17. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus. And fear or reverence fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Well, it failed. Yeah, but the story got out. The devil knows who Jesus is. The devil knows who Paul is. So that tells me if I know who Jesus is and the devils know who I am. And, and again, I'm not just talking about demons. I'm talking about sickness and disease. I'm talking about confusion. I'm talking about all the works of the enemy. Don't get just hung up on demons. Anything the devil does, I have authority over it but I have authority over it in one name. I have authority over it in one name. I want you this week, I want you to meditate. Every chance you get, instead of saying, thank God, I want you to say, thank you, Jesus. If someone sneezes around you, how about try, I bless you in Jesus' name, be healed. They'll look at me weird. Good. How about meditating that name? Just take one or two of these scriptures and begin to think about, meditate on the power in the name of Jesus. If the demons were subject to the 70 before the cross, how much more are they subject to me because I believe in Jesus? Jesus.
And as you do that, then when anything rises up against you, you just won't put up with it. Romans 10, 13. Let's just do this one. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls on Jesus shall be saved. Whoever calls. 